Welcome to another episode of the Odd Fathers podcast. Hello, everybody. Hey, here we are. We're again. here. Episode six. I know y'all love to hear me say that, but whatever. I don't care. It's just good that you okay. can count. I like it that you can count. It's important. That's not even fun. I mean, you're supposed to be a comedian. That's about the lowest, <laughs> stupidest damn. That sounds like a damn third grader. And now that's, listen. That's why I'm sitting here with you. I know. Well, Fuck yeah, it. you are. You're, that's exactly right. <laughs> Things ain't working out. Yeah, my phone's ringing off the hook oh, for yeah. gigs. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. Funny. Mr. Funny Man. All right. On Thursday, June 24th, 2021, at approximately 1.25 a.m., Chaplin Tower South, a 12-story beachfront condominium in the Miami suburb of, of Surfside, Florida, United States, partially collapsed. Total of 98 people were confirmed dead, all of, all of whom have been identified. Four people were rescued. Four okay. people, huh? Only four people. Wow. Four people. There was a kid that was the son, or I mean, um, I don't know how old he was, but let me bring um, our guest in today because he may be able to answer that. Uh, we have actually have a fireman that was there the day after it happened as a rescue team. Um, he was there for a week right after it happened. Please, everyone, welcome Sean. Yay. Yay. Sure. No, you have clapping. What's Yay. up, you guys? Yeah, I got it. Sean. Thank you for having me. All right. Sean, tell us a little about yourself. Tell us how he's, long. He's special. I think he deserves a little more applause. Okay, keep him clapping. Yeah, keep it going, he's please. Good. He, he deserves it because I know what it. he has to go through day and by day. And done. Okay, perfect. All right, we got Sean. Sean, um, talk to us a little bit. Tell us how long you've been a fireman, um, how you ended up on this team and so on and so forth please yeah so uh hi everyone my name is sean uh i'm originally from uh homestead florida if you guys don't know where that's at uh if homestead. you're familiar with uh nascar and hurricane andrew then you would know where homestead is but uh originally from there moved to uh, southwest florida about nine years ago and um joined the fire department so been a fireman now for seven years and before that i was a paramedic with the uh, county ems system here in southwest florida so i did that for about two years as a transport medic and uh, i'm also a part of uh, one of the urban search and rescue teams here in the state of florida so how many teams how many teams are there uh, so there's eight teams total in, in this, just this south this in, is south florida in, or no, southwest this is, florida this is florida the state the Completely state of Florida, state. eight teams. Wow. There's eight teams total, um, and then there's there's different, you know, variations of teams. You have your federal teams, your state teams, stuff like that. So, Florida has two federal teams, and the rest are basically state assets. Uh, How many people on a team? Um, it depends. So, like, you have your your type one team, which is gonna be your federal teams. They have eighty members ready to go. Wow. Um, then you have your type two, which is what one of the teams that I'm on. We're a type two team, so we have, I think it's half the number of that, so I believe it's 40 guys and women um, who are ready to go basically at any time. And uh, we're a state asset, so anything that happens to the state, Florida, we get called to send out, and hence what happened at no matter where it is. Surfside, yeah. Wow. And was it always, did you always have to be an EMT as well? I think it's been, in the state of Florida at least, it's always been at least minimum emt at least since so my grandfather was a fireman mm -hmm. and he started in the 70s and i want to say he had to go to emt school back really? then i mean even though the book well, maybe was, i'm wrong then. the book I, was I, yeah at that time so was you have to be an e in stone you know but mm -hmm. now it's you, know, you have to be an emt to be a fireman in the state of florida yeah so minimum minimum uh, requirements in the state of florida you got to be um at least an emt and fire certified um hmm. so that's the minimum qualification so my uh, official rank in my fire department here in Southwest Florida is I'm an engineer paramedic. So uh, I drive a specialized engine in my department. We're a, a technical rescue complement. So basically what we did at Surfside is basically what we have on our engines. We have some structural collapse stuff. We have a lot of rope stuff. So uh, my engine is the only one in my department that has all that specialized equipment. So that's another, to be on the USAR team. That's what I'm saying, training. You that's have a to, total different... Right. Avenue I don't know what, training. What's a USAR? So the uh, Urban Search and Rescue Team. Okay. Which right. is what I don't so use too the, many big words yeah. on this. It confuses <laughs> us. Er, USAR is the acronym for <laughs> Urban Search and Rescue. Okay, okay. gotcha. Um, so, like I said, there's eight teams, um, and I'm on one of the eight 
teams here. Not on team one, but I'm on one of the eight. Got it. Right. So in order to be on that team, um, that's an additional for my qualification. So I'm a rescue specialist. Uh, so that's 360 hours of additional training you have to uh, acquire once you become a firefighter. To be on the team. To be to be a rescue specialist on the team. On the wow. team. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Um, you get the call. Right. I would imagine June 25th. Yep. Or yeah. probably may have been that night. I don't know. Maybe they didn't yeah. know. Take us through like what, what, what were you doing beforehand and, and sure. how did it all come about? So um, I was actually, I work part-time for another fire department. Um, and uh, I was actually at that job. And uh, we woke up the morning and one of my coworkers said, hey, man, did you see that collapse in Miami? I go, what are you talking about? So he shows me the, you know, the Facebook feed and everything. Right. And then you see the video of the collapse. And I was like, wow, it's crazy so uh and it never it never really does it justice what you see on a screen oh, absolutely not compared to being there like you said you're from homestead i was down there in yeah. andrew in 1992 yeah i was working down there and i was watching it from west palm beach which is probably about 60 70 miles away but when i went down there it was it was completely obliterated it was like a bomb literally a, a nuclear nuclear bomb went off yeah i mean you know same thing like the whole 9-11 thing mm -hmm. you know like we you know as a fireman you have great respect obviously for the 343 that we lost and everybody right. else that we lost but the guys who were actually there were like it, it night and day the pictures then actually being there because you right. feel all the emotion stuff like that right so it's kind of the same thing with this a lot of so. adrenaline and stuff oh, everything man, going, yeah, all yeah. kinds of emotions i yeah. would imagine call, i mean we we say it's the call of a lifetime in, wow. in our career right you know um so or at least in my career right. well you may never have a call like that again i, I doubt hope it. knock don't. on wood yeah, i hope i don't, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah for sure but um yeah so we you know i go home do my thing and it was that night where my team is starting to mobilize so basically when we mobilize they're saying hey we're getting these orders you know we're we're gonna probably be leaving at some point tomorrow it's it's usually a hurry up and wait game it's very political with the whole state because you have all these teams who want to go and you know you have all these politics that are that are in play i have nothing to do with that i'm mm -hmm. just they say you pack your back pack your bags you're leaving you're that's out. what we do right so uh that night <clears throat> i was actually i was supposed to be off the next day i was on vacation time my wife's birthday was coming up and um we got i got a text message from from my team saying hey uh you know get pack your bags we're mobilizing tomorrow eight o'clock and uh, they send the roster out and i'm on the roster for this month and I was like, here we go. So wow. this was, this was, uh, it was, it was actually, and, and, at, and at that point, I wasn't like, you know, I was excited, I guess, not, not excited to go obviously see the destruction, but I mean, I was excited that I was chosen to be a part of this be a part of it too. cause and to go help. Right. But I was also like, I had so much other stuff that I had to do, you know, right. when, you know, I got the house I got to take care of, right. I got my wife's birthday coming up. I was like, uh, you know, it was, but, you have, but you have to, I mean, you have to drop everything. Yeah, you, have you have to, to really have go. To just get up and. And, and, you know, and a go. bit apprehensive, I'm sure, too. Like, you know, like, wow, what am I, you know, what's what's coming up ahead of me? Yeah, know? well, I mean, like, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, 360 hours of training. Mm -hmm. And we train, and that's just to get on the team or hmm. to get the certification. Once you get on the team, it's, you know, continuous training. And so I've been through multiple trainings, multiple, you know, evolutions and everything. And, you know, when we got there, it was just like, yeah, nothing we learned. I mean, you know, obviously we use stuff that we learned but it can't it doesn't prepare you for for what you're really what you're about to walk into well tell it's, us about real. so when we, you walked up i mean when you first drove up and what you saw really is the so yeah so we mobilized that friday so the incident happened on thursday uh friday we left at noon we got there on three o'clock and uh one i don't know if you guys have uh, ever driven through surfside in that area i have well we're driving with a convoy of people right in it's Miami, tight. it's tight. <laughs> it's, yep. We got this huge semi trailer with all of our equipment. You know, we wow. got box trucks and everything. So that was that was interesting. But we actually didn't see the the collapse site. We went to our first staging area, which was three blocks south of the collapse. But we can see the right. smoke. So, so the first day we got there, um, half of us basically went to the pile, and half of us, or I should say, a third of us, stayed back, and we basically had to build our um, base of operations. So the first day of the, so the first day of deployment that I was there, I was stayed back and helped build the base. So basically, we were building the tents, getting everything ready, set up, because we got there at three o'clock and we only had you know four hours of. And this is where you're going to sleep. 
This is where so we sleep. Put in, up, yeah. you, you put up your own. You guys set up your own gear, like your yep, own. Yep. We we bring it. We tents. set it up. We break it down. And we yeah. Because we so we we basically commandeered a a part of a there's a park in mm-hmm. Miami by Surfside. Mm-hmm. So we basically literally I mean we literally took it over. We're like we're we're staying here. Right. Right. And right. Uh, we set up. My team was the one that set up the base for the rest of the teams that get them coming in. So my first day on the pile itself or on the on the rubble pile was um, that Saturday was the so the second day we were there was my first day into operations so our uh, operation times were from 12 p.m till 12 a.m they're 12 operational periods so it's 24 hours of continuous work but right in stages with different crews different crews right Right. so um yeah i mean the first day we get there or the you know the first day on the pile we go and uh um, how large is this pile large I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I have an exact um, measurement. I mean, but when it's you a, saw us, you're climbing up to the top. Oh, you're, you're talking not, about like height wise? Yeah, like height. When I mean, is it overwhelming? Uh, I, or? Yeah, I would say at least 25, 30 feet. And that's from the floor where you think is the floor. Right. Because apparently there was a underground parking garage. Right. You can see when you walk up, but it's hard to like kind of grasp because How obviously you've never is. seen the layout of the building. And, right. You know, you're just like, you know, overwhelmed with visual stimuli you know what i mean so um but yeah the my first day of operational period obviously was you know nice sunny day hot south florida and um we get there and you know the just seeing it was just like and i have a unique perspective to it like i guess you can say because like i said i grew up in miami i was a explorer with miami Dade fire for six years and in 2007 we actually did where they imploded a, a, a hotel in Bell Harbor, mm-hmm. which is directly north directly of Surfside. North, yep. And they took us, you know, 14, 15-year-old kids, and they stuck us in holes so they can train their dogs. So we were doing this live training. So when I was there, I was just bringing back memories of being, you know, stuck in these holes and people coming to find us. But I didn't really grasp the fact that we were standing on top of potentially, you know, 180 people yeah that we didn't know where they were alive or, trapped, or who was right, there right, who right. was in it and right right now so. at this point sean the other building is is kind of in a shambles as well there's another there's another tower to yep. this struck to this condo complex yep so we were um yeah we were the the first we were the third team usar team to be deployed to the site mm-hmm. so already miami dade was there obviously which their their task force one then you had task force two which is city of miami so we were the third team, not saying we're team three, but we were the third team to be there and start working with these guys and, and women. But um, Now were the four people, there were four people rescued. Were they already rescued? Yeah, so the last, I'm assuming. The last yeah. person when we got the first debriefing was the last live person that they had rescued was 14 hours into the operation from when the, from when the dispatch time. Right. Okay. Um, so, you know, they were saying, hey, we have a potentially 100 and – 68 people i believe was the number yeah. at the time that are missing or possibly right, trapped right so um yeah i mean walking up there you know walking up the steps you're like this is getting real and then you know you you go like we're all firemen you know fire people i guess you would call us but out now but um, right. you know we have these like these egos i guess that were like we're, we're gonna get it done but until you're but actually you have to up have there, that, you have to have that ego. You have to have that attitude. Oh yeah, hundred percent. You you gotta yeah. You one you gotta be obviously wanting to help, and secondly, you know just have that like that adrenaline to 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 push through the heat and the sweat and you know just the sheer you know. Well, it's gotta be extremely hot and oh and, God, yeah. um, and then going into the nighttime. Well, you're, you're full you know suited I mean? out, correct? I mean, they're not. Yeah, we're wearing like BDU pants and a BDU. We call them blouses, like and these BDU jackets. BDU stands for. Do you I, know what that stands for? I wish for? I knew what it stood for. <laughs> big, big dumpy underwear. I don't know. <laughs> B, uh, it's like a like a army tile, you know, like tight. It's like, a, like it's, full, it's like all cotton. It's basically. not okay. like a um, okay. I know saltwater uh, fit shirt where you no. get nice air that goes through it. <laughs> no, no, no like there's Duluth, no air. Like no. a Duluth training no fit, pair no. of uh, work pants. Yeah. 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 Mind it's you, we're like also that. wearing you know N95 respirators that. Well, that's what I was going to ask on your face. So a ton of PPE, right? I mean, you guys are. Covered head helmets, to pretty much head to toe. Yeah, helmets, goggles. So how glasses. how do you get started? Like wh- how where do you begin? That that's a good question, and it's funny because the entire time I equated it to was like we were just like a bunch of ants on a pile, 
and it was just it was like organized chaos in a sense because they say okay like here's your work area right because the closer you got to the building the more dangerous it is for the potential collapse so like hey don't work in this area you guys work over here so you'll start working on something and mind you there's no power obviously so you got to run power somewhere you got hydraulic tools so there's the first day we were there there's i don't know 30 guys at a time working hmm. and there obviously there's different crews so basically our operational periods were 45 minutes on and then an hour off right okay or hour and a half whatever it was well it just got so overwhelming because of the heat that it ended up being two hour two hours on 45 minutes off wow so while you're up there well so they increased the time because of the heat like increased the people, time people were dropping out or you know, some teams would leave to go to rehab and go eat, and then they wouldn't come back. So they were just constantly like, and then, you know, our squad bosses would be like, hey, are you guys ready to go back? We're like, yeah, we're ready to go back. But yeah, I mean, there was no, like the, there was, every time you would go up, there was a different mission. So they'd be like, okay, uh, we want you guys to remove this slab right here, or we want you to work on this part of the pile, or hey, we have, we were calling them um, HR over the radio, which is human remains. So if we had like a confirmed human remain, we'd have to basically radio to our command. They would bring up a rabbi to the pile. Right. Um, for those of you guys who don't know, Surfside is very, um, Miami Beach in general is very prominent uh, Jewish community. Jewish, yep. So they would bring up a rabbi, they would they would, they would would bless the remains or if it was a an actual HR that was completely intact and then they would get off and we would proceed to remove the human remains from entanglement or whatever they were in. But it was just it, it was, how many of those did you find i mean i don't mean to ask that but well i do mean to ask because i just asked it but yes so. so the way the building collapsed right it's they call it a pancake collapse right. which is the um the worst kind of collapse you can counter as a victim right um because there's no void space right there you so do. when we got there we're trying to take away basically the ceiling you know the roof of the structure right, right. so when people were like you try to remove the first pancake pretty much is what you're yeah trying well to do. What people, people are like why aren't they finding anybody right well we're right. trying to remove the how many stories again how many stories 12. was it? yeah i believe it's 12 or 13. so 12 stories of debris yeah basically and not to mention like you said the garage yeah so now it's it's well, even if, more if, than it fell into the garage yeah, yeah. yeah. right well the so that um, i mean i don't you could probably pull it up on here, but they actually have a 3D modeling of mm -hmm. the of the collapse, and it's when I watched that after when I got home, I was I mean I was mind blown because they they're, they're like they're drawing models of where they thought victims were, and I'm as I'm looking at I'm like looking at you know the map of where we were, and I'm like we worked in that area, we worked in that area, you know what I mean? But yeah, so we're trying to remove. All the top layers and and we only you know this is a huge building i mean there's got i don't know how many rooms are in this place so a lot of the rooms are vacant or you know not people weren't there so um me my team personally uh we didn't find uh like anyone specific like we didn't we weren't we didn't locate them specifically right however another team would find someone they would start working they would get pulled off to go rehab then we would fill then in their spot in. Right. So finding people, like actually finding a person, my team, squad two, we didn't find anybody. However, right. you know, we had to remove people. And then obviously on one side of the building, we had homicide set up. So every, every body that was removed or every human remain that was removed from the pile, they would go straight to um, homicide and they would do take pictures and investigation. So every day you walked and you would walk by this area. Yeah, right. to be crazy. Wow. Yeah. Right, but yeah. I mean, I think the reason you weren't finding is because you have you're still looking for live people, so they can't just bring a crane in and start yanking stuff. Exactly down. that, and that was the biggest debate because we were like there was areas where, because so you were doing bucket bucket. How do you call them bucket, bucket lines? Brigades, bucket yeah. brigades. Right. I wanted, yeah. That's where I was headed with this was the bucket brigade. Well, let's explain what that is too. I mean, I'm sure people probably know, but you were there. So. Well, I mean, bucket brigades is definitely not a technical term by any means. Right. So, right. Um, but I mean, literally, it's lining up in a line, grabbing buckets, filling up the buckets, and transferring them to next person, next person, right. and so on. Right. So, yeah, we didn't. The reason why we didn't have cranes. And or we had cranes, but the reason we didn't have uh, like heavy machinery, like we had a nibbler mm -hmm. picking off stuff off the pile, was for the fact that if there is a live person, right, you can't disrupt exactly. That thing, that you're pile disrupting. Like that. You're disrupting evidence because right. anytime you would find a personal 
uh, belonging, effect, belonging right? pictures, uh, IRS documents, you know, anything that would signify that, okay, so-and-so lives in this area, that would have to be collected and removed and pictured and everything like photographed. Right. Evidence. Right. right. So, so that way they said... Time-consuming as hell, it's obviously. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, I mean, and, you know, I'm, I'm not a construction genius by any means, but... You know, I'm finding out that there's different types of concrete they build these buildings with. So you had, you know, you had solid concrete, and then you had like just concrete that was like we'd start breaking it up, and it would just break into rocks. Wow. And then there was other, you know, piece of concrete where we were cutting out, you know, large slabs of and removing off the pile. Um, and you're dealing with bathtubs, rebar, rebar all oh, kind, yeah. And, you know, yeah, yeah, bathtubs, oh, kitchen. Can, I mean, can, we, you're dealing with everything. There was probably. I would say at least three times we would come into like fully intact liquor cabinets. Like you'd be just be working, you hit a solid piece of wood, you would start digging down, and it's a fully intact. I mean, there's fully intact liquor bottles. I mean, it was really? the not craziest, broken? not broken. Um, bathtubs fully intact. What about safes? I didn't see. We didn't no see any guns. No, no guns. Oh, sorry, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm thinking so. Respect, maybe. Gee whiz. Well, what do you mean? Did, they did, can't did, use them anymore. The I, mean, I get a few guns in my back pocket. Any ca any random cash flow? No, yeah, cash I mean, flow. Exactly. I didn't think geez. of that. I can't believe so they weren't broken. Isn't that wild? How well, I mean, imagine it was it happened at one o'clock in the morning. Right. These right. people were literally asleep. Sleeping. Mm. Yeah. Exactly. So, when I mentioned earlier about when I did in, uh, you know, Bell Harbor when I was fifteen and twenty-seven. Everything was removed, so all this is just rubble. Right. So now I'm here, you know, twenty years, right. whatever, fifteen years later, whatever, mm -hmm. finding uh, pictures, underwear, kids, bra, toys, whatever, everything, clothes, all of it. mattresses, yeah, people's lives. Part yeah, I mean, of it, part that's of people's that's lives. really yep. when it hit me because when I was up there, and it's just concrete. You're like, okay, this is we do this in training all the time. We break concrete. I we have you know oxycetylene torches we use and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then you're there, and you're finding all this stuff, and you're like, whoa. And I'm not a father yet. Hopefully soon. How you start seeing kids' pictures. But, yeah, and, you're seeing. Yeah, family photos Yeah, and, and then stuff. you're just seeing guys who That's you're rough. working with. And then I'm sure you guys heard, or I don't know if the, if the news played it too much. I didn't, well, obviously, we didn't, couldn't watch the news while we were down there. But um, One of your own? Is this what? Yeah. yeah. We had a firefighter who was with um, one of the departments from South Florida who his daughter and his ex-wife were in the building. Yeah, that wow. one hurt. Yeah, I think everybody heard that one. Yeah, and I mean, terrible. The first day we heard about it, we thought it was a rumor. We we're like, "Come on, dude! Like, how, on, how are you guys on. coming up with this?" Right. What are stuff? the chances of that? What, right. are the, what are the odds? Right. And then we're up there, and he was actually he was a part of one of my group one rotation. So we're walk we're working on. Um, we were calling it the. I got to think about it. The uh, Delta side of the building, which is the the north side of the building, and we're on that side of the building and. There's this guy in plain clothes, and he's just kind of sitting down. And I'm like, I told him one of my squad guys, I'm like, who, who is this dude? Like, why right, is he here? Right. They're like, oh, that's the father mm, of the girl. Mm, and oh my god! It was, and then so, and his brother was was is a is a urban search and rescue member for a South Florida team. So wow. he's working there. They're both working there. And this guy, I mean, this guy did not stop. I mean, he would stop to take a break, but he would, you know, never got off the pile. Wow. Oh, my I wouldn't God. Either. I mean, the, I can imagine the, 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 the determination and the drive you would have if you had that kind of a connection oh, man. to a it, tragedy I like that. I think you had to realize that but you, there's no you one going to be alive. Would you, I wouldn't stop. Yeah. I wouldn't stop either. Yeah. So, no I mean, that, that right there was just like, you know, well, obviously we wanted to get every single person out of that building. We wanted to get them out alive, obviously. But, you know, when you see one of your own and – how they're taking yeah. it. They didn't hurt They didn't find her till after you'd left, right? I think, no, no. That's the that's the craziest part of the whole thing. We found her, um, and it was actually contrary to proper belief. It was my squad that found the void, which is where they they thought they that she was. This so was yeah, so that was that was the last night we were working. The last night, like we're leaving the next day, and we 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 gained such a bond with these other men and women we were working with from down there because i'm even imagine how could you not I this mean, is this is the largest structural collapse that's non-terrorist related in american history really the largest really the right, third right. largest building collapse in american history that's just really? so 9-11 so oklahoma? oklahoma city yeah and this and one. surfside wow. so 
you're just you're you know as you're as you're there because at first you didn't think about that but you know two or three four days into it you're like wow i mean this is you're seeing dignitaries from everywhere and now you're, you're hearing the president's coming gonna come eventually whenever he and it decides I mean, yeah, to show so you up. had you had you had desantis was there you had the governor you had all the politicians you had the yep. mayor right yep. constantly you had a lot of new i mean news trucks uh, reporters oh my gosh, all yeah. kinds of it stuff. was we so the the collapse was on 88th in collins we were staying on 84th in collins so just four blocks south so you would have to do the walk every day and i mean it, it was amazing you would just stand in the street and there were just lines of emergency vehicles fema you know every department mostly every department in the in the state well that's what i was going to ask you so at this point now a day and two days in i mean are all eight urban rescue teams at the site yes yeah so we were like i said we were the first team to get there because uh, we're the arguably the closest team besides the teams that are already there um in the south florida in the southwest florida region so and then um eventually after i think it was the maybe the third or fourth day of us being there was when the last team from the state of florida showed up and it's not because you know they couldn't come or what is it's all like i said politics right so they're they're timing it perfectly like you guys come in now you can come in now you can come in now right. they're, they're, they're just trying to stagger us out and stage it all right yeah, and stagger and it. then it and mm -hmm. then as we started gaining more people they were adding us to more to our assignments so now our operational periods were going from those you know one hour hour and a half two hour operational period like you know times on the pilot and now we're back at the 45 minute with an hour rest you know rotations right, right. um and then, um, and then they threw another curveball at us with, when they let the family come and see, because they had a building directly north of us. Okay, this is my question. That was another question I was going to ask: yeah. Is how much family members were there when you were doing it? Were they around the building? Did they let them? So I, they, I know they don't let them on the pile, obviously, no, but no, because that's dangerous. But right. that's well, were there a tragic. lot of family people there that were there? Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't see too many of them, um, except so. Trying to think of the day. I want to say it was Monday or Tuesday was the first day that they let the family on the pile. All or, the or family members. Whoever family that was. When you say on the pile, you mean close to it, like close to it? Right, right. Yeah, sorry. They're close to the pile. So we had a building directly north of us was fully intact. Right. Um, and they basically, they um, removed everybody from the, the, build, uh, the adjacent building. So that building and the building south of us. And they um, opened that building up the balcony and I believe like the fourth or fifth floor, whatever it was, to the family to come view and watch us work. And that was their, you know, way of closure, right. which, you know, but we're getting our briefings and they're like, hey, just so you know, we're going to have family. So, saying, yeah. yeah. Well, and at the end of the day, too, like as it's hard to explain, but when you see stuff like that, you have to break up the monotony a little bit. Of course you do. Because. Imagine being there. We were there for eight days. Every single minute of the day or the hour, you're thinking about that. You know what I mean? It's just it just right. breaks a, a mental toll. So you know, sometimes guys would joke around or they're drinking Cuban coffee or you know, doing whatever they got to do to stay awake. Right. So, but while you're up on the pile, they said if you don't have a tool in your hand, you better find a tool or get on your hands and hey, knees and start busy, digging man. stuff up. Do shit, right? So wow. and that's and that's what we did, and um, you know, we never stopped. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I just was going to ask Fuck him a quick question. Yeah. All I wanted to see is how many gloves and how many pair of boots you went through that, or whatever. I know there was, and I know that's a stupid question, oh, but the gloves were like uh, gloves was a pair a day, easy pair a day, a pair a day, easy. I, I I brought two pairs of gloves, and by Monday I was out of gloves. Was uh, there only? And, and my hand was uh, I, I don't know if Buster saw. I, right. I had a I mean, it injury was in my hand. I couldn't fit my hand in my gloves, so. I was How many masks? How many masks did you go through? Well, we had we had the same had mask. We just so yeah, we had respirators. Respirator so we had mask. we changed the cartridges okay. out every day. Every day. Yeah. What about the? There was only one fireman that got hurt, correct or badly? Because didn't one fall? Yeah, they. I mean, there was multiple. We but one I mean, that like we a, saw that fell and it was injured, and then a guy. Uh, oh, then obviously myself. I hurt, I hurt my hand, but I was I didn't get you know, get off the power or anything, but. Um, we had, right. you know, people slip and fall, um, some heat exhaustions, you know, a couple of stuff like that. But even with people were like, yeah, I'm not leaving. Like I'm, I'm, I came here to, to complete a mission and I'm not leaving here until I complete that mission. Uh, it's overwhelming. Yeah. Huge. And, and, and the guys, majority of the, of the men and women that were there were, had a, a direct connection to the guy who his daughter and his, you know, so right. they weren't giving up right. Right. for their, for their brother. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but, um. Yeah, uh, boots. Uh, I actually used the same pair of boots for the end. And that was... <laughs> How long were you there? 
Eight days. Eight days. Yep. Got there Friday, and we left Saturday. And now, okay, so the other building, when did the other building, when did they take that down? So that was that was the whole politics and all that stuff. That that didn't come down until after we left. That was July we were, 4th. We were begging. We were, I mean, not begging, but we were like, hey, Suggesting this is, uh, every day we're, we're, we're looking, we're seeing new cracks in this thing, you know, because you, you'd see it, you know, from day one on the pile and then until, you know, you're leaving and you're like, oh, this looks, you know. And then obviously right. you hear rumors like, oh, the pile shifted a whole foot last night. And you're like, what? I mean, and so that so we got to the point where they had um, structural engineers with these surveyors. Every hour on the hour, they were doing con- continuous updates. And it, it got to the point, and now I was going to harp on that a little bit with the, like, for me, the, the craziest thing of it was, was like, if this thing came down, you were dead. We were dead. Of course, you're. I mean, the, the collapse zone, like per the for the fire book, is two and a half right times the you. height of the building, and you were and you were literally right on I mean, top we're, of it. We're in it, right? So, it got to the point where where at first my squad boss was like, "Hey, we need we need a secondary means of egress," which means like we need to look for a place to go if this building it were to come to down. Go, yeah, and um, it got to the point where like. I don't even want to look anymore. If it's right. going to come down, it's coming down. The last thing I want to hear is "oh sh," and then right. that's right. it. Right. You know, you I mean, know. especially when the building's sitting there looking at you, and your oh, one already fell. Yeah, I'd be a little weary too. And that's and that a lot and of the times, a lot of equipment moving around, and you know, no vibration in the ground. Right. And, and I think you know, we had we had a uh, the first crane was there was like a fifty ton crane. Then they brought this one hundred and ten ton crane, and that, that's not what it weighs, what it's capable Keep picking of, up, picking of, up. Of lifting, right? And so, I mean, we're you know, obviously we're moving. They're moving around the pile. We had nibblers coming in. Uh, these big, um, what's you a know, nibbler? It's a, it's a like a, it's an extractor that it sounds can, like it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> not in this. Sounds instance. like a cool machine, really. <laughs> no, I know, not in this instance. I yeah, um, it's a, uh, it, it's like a little claw that it's it can it can, it can articulate left and right, okay. spin around, and they can it can it's literally can just grab stuff and pull it out. Awesome. So we, we they were calling it the nibbler. Is um, it is it a remote controlled machine? No, it's man, it's, it's uh, operated by a person. Uh, by a person. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we had we had heavy crane operators there on the on the pile with us. So I, was, I don't know if you guys saw on the news, you would see these huge buckets uh, coming towards us. So basically, every single time a bucket will fly over your head, you would have to stop and look up. That was that was from our safety officer. We had to we were told to do that, and it got we had whistles or the the heavy operators had whistles. So every two seconds, because we had right three way buckets over going your head, you know, wow. at at one time, wow. And all you hear is, you know, this whistle, beep, 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 beep. And it got to the point where, I mean. I mean, it's going to fall on me. It's going to fall on me. Yeah, I can't. I'm like, you know what? I, you want like, me to worry about the bucket? The this, building. The yeah. building's about to come down. No, the same thing. I'm like, worried I, about I'd the bucket. I'd rather just hear, oh, shh. Right. <laughs> right. Let me keep working. And that's that was the most frustrating part. So people were, you know, I, I heard we were getting, um, uh, I shouldn't say bashed, but like critiqued a lot from, you know, media outlets. And why are they taking so long? Why do they keep stopping? And guys, I just want to let you guys know that. <laughs> At that one point, did anybody that was working on top of that pile say, I want to quit, I want to stop, we need to stop working? It was politics and or safety issues. So they were saying, hey, there's a shift in the pile, or we would cut a piece of tension right, rebar. It's a, fluid, it's a fluid situation. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 the most unsafe, unsteady thing you can possibly think of. You're standing on top of this rubble pile that just collapsed with this another building that's standing up. Right. You know, still 12, it's 13 stories and, in the, and, and, in the but way. But there are people who are going to critique the guys who are doing the work right. to rescue people. Well, and I, and I wanted to say this, you know, it's, it's hard to say as a rescuer, but hey, put on a pair of what we're wearing. Right. Get an get an ninety five. Come, come on. Get, get a on shovel. Here. Come up here with a right. bucket. Right. Come up here and they see what we have to go through. It. Right. Get the blisters. Cut your hand. Right. Go to the respiratory, pro, you know, stuff because we're you're right. sweating your. Right. Oh yeah, it's you gotta know, be off. dehydrated. Plus dehydrated. you gotta be, you gotta be. Well, they gotta have a lot of water someplace because. Oh yeah, you better keep have, hydrated. Have, oh yeah, you have to. But, but while you're up there, you can't you can't drink because you can't take your mask off. Right. Because I mean, you're breathing in. So at that one point, you were out there for two hours. No water, just sweating. Yep. Wow. Yep. Um, I have to I'm ask proud this. I'm proud of you, kid. I mean, I love you. You know that. I mean, that's that's. I, I mean, that's ask, unbelievable. Did there was there a smell? So, because uh, it was very hot, very rainy. But there was a fire too, right? There was. There, so that was the first. Yeah, that the was first. Like the first. The f- within the first, like I would say, twenty-four hours probably okay. of the operation, they had a huge fire. Well, I guess you couldn't smell it through contain. the respirator. Any, I guess, or can you? Or so, um, the worst thing for me out of this whole experience 
was the smell. It has to be. And I'm not. Plus, you know what you're smelling. It's just. Right. It's not and like. And it's listen, a, we're not trying to so be disrespectful to no, anyone no, who lives their lives on the families. Yeah, I mean, these these are the conditions we're working under. I mean, right, we had we had right. live fire one day. We're working with live fire. You know, obviously carcinogens in the air. Right. Um, the heat, and mm. uh, I've been a fireman professionally for seven years ems i did for three years before so professionally i've been doing ems fire for 10 years 10 years before that i was an explorer for six so i've been involved in the fire service since 2006 explorer that's cute is that like like lewis and clark explorer <laughs> no that's the oh. young those are young oh, firemen, young firemen? yeah, yeah oh. we're, we're young we're, we're the we're junior firemen yeah. so we used to ride along and you know and i rode in miami so i mean you, you can imagine yeah, what, what we saw, saw down there but so i mean i've smelled a um a corpse you know from time to time I'm sure and it's one of those smells you can't get out of but imagine it you know a potentially 180 96 people with or it's not a it's not a secret by any means but we were putting vix in our masks right that way we can try mm. to mask the smell mm. as best mm. we can mm. wow so, mm. okay yeah, let's that was get, the worst part let's get political desantis well, are you want go ahead? Yeah, no, no, no. I was going the same place. Yeah, so I just governor, wanted the governor I, was there. I know oh, the yeah. governor showed with his wife. Yeah. And I just want you to how was the experience with him? Uh, governor I mean, Sanis or Ronnie D. Has he become you became a friend over the time <laughs> <laughs> eight days? Ronnie ago. D. Ronnie D. No, he, uh, he was great. He was, was he awesome. there every day? He was there uh, not in our section every day, but he was he was somewhere. At the pile. Yeah, that's yeah. impressive. Yeah, I want to say he got there. He was there pretty early. I want to say he was there Monday. So uh, that's impressive. Yeah, uh, we had other a lot of dignitaries. Uh, Rubio, uh, Marco Rubio ended up coming. Um, we had uh, Jimmy Patronis, who's our CFO for the state of Florida, who's actually the, yeah. like the boss of he's the boss of all. He's firemen. the boss of your fireman. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was there. Now, um, talk to me about DeSantis's wife. I know you were thrilled with her, and she helped a lot. So give her a little props here. Oh, she's awesome, Miss DeSantis. You're great, uh, the first lady. Um, she is huge in the to the uh, PTSD world, which is post traumatic stress disorder. Um, so they signed her. a bill that basically is going to give uh, all the first responders um, and their families, I believe, that were on the pile free, um, or I shouldn't say free, but paid for psychological services. Therapy stuff if yep. you need it. Yep. Well, that's good. Yep. That's awesome. So, uh, now it's it's been, it's been uh, PTSD has been such a huge topic in the last uh, 10 years. Um, now, now we have the PTSD bill, the cancer presumption bill, the fire departments do, at least in the state of Florida. So, um, yeah, so uh, Governor DeSantis and First Lady DeSantis, thank you very much for that because obviously. Um, the guy's, a, he's kick-ass. I love the guy. No, he's, I love what he's, he's done for the he's state. He's the greatest. I think he's great. And this is not, you know, not to be one-sided or anything, but he is, right. he is honestly, he's the greatest. Now, um, were you there when our president came down? Or no? Oh, Yeah. You, <laughs> you were? were there? Oh really? yeah, yeah. That was Thursday. So that was that was our last day on the pile. So so here's here's where it gets really political, right? And I'm let's not crack to, open I'm, a cold one. Let's crack open a cold one, shall we? <laughs> Come on. While we, while we get into this, so um, <laughs> so this was Thursday morning, right? Like I said, our operation repairs from 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. So you would get back at you would, your briefing was at 12:30, our night briefing. So we would finish at 12, do our briefing at 12:30, get back, decon, shower sit down kind of de-stress a little bit talk by the time you get by the time you hit the sack it was three o'clock in the morning 3 a.m then you would wake up at seven get up brush your teeth do, the, do your thing have your morning briefing at nine to get ready to go back on the pile at 12, 12. right so very uh limited sleep yeah long days right. yeah so but every single day before the president got there we were on the pile by noon every day there was no there, like we were on the we were there by eleven fifty staging. So twelve o'clock came, the ready other crew came off. We were ready to go. Ready we went to, to, to work. Right. Just so happens the president's upcoming, which by the way took you know almost a week later, six days. He gets there. He was busy. Sure. Well, yeah. there is a lot of logistics. I got to give him that yeah, because because no, no there's so I, much. I um, they have to shut fucking whole world down. No, I, I get it. I'm not knocking him or whatever. But well, I'm knocking. He's a pain <laughs> in the ass. But so they so finally they get there and it's twelve o'clock. Or it's approaching twelve o'clock, and they're like, "Hey, they shut the pile down." Um, there's a they they say they sh the pile shifted a whole foot last night, so they they're shutting it down so that way we can figure out you know their structural engineers are there, blah 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 blah. So now we're concoxing things in our head. We're like, "Oh, well, maybe they are gonna 
demolished the building or, you know, they're starting to talk about it or whatever. Then um, one of the fire, uh, one of the members of another task force, not, not part of mine, but one that was in the general area ends up getting COVID. So hmm. now they say, oh, mind you, we hadn't gotten tested the entire time we're there. And now they say, oh, they set up a COVID testing site. So now everybody's going to get COVID tested. COVID tested. Every single person. I mean, so we're, we're waiting for hours to figure this out. Finally, by three or four o'clock, whatever time it was, we go and get lined up for COVID testing. So we're getting COVID tested and wouldn't you know it, the presidential brigade shows up and, you know, mm. the, the president, he literally got out. I mean, we're on, I think it was 87th or 80. It was literally, it was by these tennis court, tennis courts at right across the street from the Paul. He, they show up, he gets out. Two people run over there to say hi. We're all there. We're getting, we're, I mean, we're not there. I mean, I'm not there to, to see dignitaries. I'm there right, to work. Right. Yeah, I mean, we're still looking for live people at this time. Well, Is that yeah, correct? They, I mean, th- th- at no at no point did it ever really shift into a uh, def- what we call defensive operation or a recovery. It was always a rescue. So um, it, I don't believe it turned into a recovery until they demolished the building and then they started. We're, we're working with the heavy machinery and heavy equipment. Um, um, yeah, so he was there. I I didn't see him or talk to him or anything like that but i mean i saw him from afar right but i didn't you know talk to him or anything yeah no big deal yeah so but, i mean you could have seen harris <laughs> well that a, was a good impression we all gave that a good impression yeah. are you going to go to the border <laughs> <laughs> we all came up with uh, with our own little um, excuse me uh you know conspiracy theories and i think the one that stuck the most was that they had bomb or arson to you know task force whatever they were sweeping the area constantly for potential threats so right. he can go see it and then once he saw it all right go back to work go back to work and then that was the night we thank god you know i say thank god it's the most bittersweet moment of my life when we found the firefighter's daughter right and his wife mm. well i mean i mean they they did have a confirmed they they shut down a whole task force because of Somebody I'm getting COVID. or testing positive from COVID, or uh, having I'm sorry having COVID symptoms. I don't know if they ever tested positive mm-hmm. or not, but you know they had to shut down their whole team basically. So we lost that team the last night we were there. I guess it happened on Wednesday night. That's what hence why they started testing us on Thursday. Right. But I want to know more about the what other kind of teams like who were there other teams yeah. from from around the world from out yeah. of state. Literally, I mean around the world. So the outer staters uh, came later. When we all left, those are the those are the uh, the the big dogs, the FEMA teams. So the two teams in Florida who are the big dogs are Task Force One and Two, which is Miami Dade, and then um, City of Miami is Task Force Two with their other departments. Those are the FEMA teams. Those are the guys with the and the girls with the empty checkbooks. You know, they get what they want when they want. They go Whatever anywhere they in the need. world. Whatever anywhere in the world they can go. We we our team isn't fortunate enough to have that. But there's um I think there's 28 federal teams in the in the country. So Florida has two of them. California has like seven, but um, so they probably need them for fires. Yeah. So any so uh, or everything. That's a big state, I guess. Yeah. So um, those teams didn't come to after we left, but the two teams that were there, that were from out of the country, country were Mexico. Uh, Mexico had a team, as well as the Israeli uh, team, and the Mexican team. Um, I, I don't remember the, the exact name, but I believe they were like they're they're um, Jewish Mexicans mm-hmm. um, that that came to help. Wow! Which they were awesome. They were great. But the Israelis were badass. Badass, right? I mean, these they're guys probably all ex-military and everything. Anyway, no, they're military. They're, yeah, they're I think they're military. special forces. Right. Yeah, yeah, they're like wow. the Israeli special force. So they came. Um, I want to say they were there before us. They might have gotten there at the same time. Like these guys were. They there. were there that quick. They were there quick. So these guys showed up, right? And you have to understand where they're coming from. They see more buildings knocked down than anybody, yeah, obviously. And I mean, Gaza is going we, on yeah, like right, their whole, you know, right. whole few. You can't ask they, for a better team to come in. These they people grew up. Are, they grew up around that. Oh, these guys. I mean, when these guys showed up, we we see these guys and they're dressed in like you know these brown fatigues, and we're like, who the who are these guys? And they they come with pickaxes, mind you. We're we got you know. Hilti, uh, you know, uh, core drills, jackhammers, hydraulic drills. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I'm, so I'm a rescue specialist. I'm also a search specialist. So I deal with cameras. So I'm looking in, you know, void spaces, stuff like that. So I'm carrying, you know, $50,000 camera on my chest. These guys come with pickaxes. So obviously it's kind of like one of those football things. You know what I mean? Like you're dressed all nice and you see the other team come in and they they whoop your ass. These guys with pickaxes did more work than 
what we could do with jackhammers because our jackhammers are breaking left and right because wow. you would you wow. would start working somebody would break your hydraulic line or the, or the generator would break down or or the power would go because we're over taxing the power the power unit on top of the pile so these guys were coming with with pickaxes i used the pickaxe when the, i i would literally take the pickaxe from one of the guys we were with because he was he had a set phone with the with us the entire time so i would take his pickaxe and start doing more work of that than these guys were doing so they were unbelievable phenomenal very nice guys um they were they were great we we loved i loved them so really well, talk about what they as far as how they figured out where rooms were right. i mean it's amazing what they did so i mean so this was all obviously this is I, all um i want to say conspiracy what we came up with but this is hearsay throughout the pile um but one of the gentlemen we were with who was from the israeli team had a sat phone and they're walking around with this phone and they're just literally like they would walk and they're talking and walk and he would say he would point down he go this is room 1203 and i'm and i'm only using that number as a right. as a right, reference right, that right, wasn't right. an actual number but he would say this is room xyz this is this is mr and mrs so-and-so wow and you're like yeah okay dude right how can you tell you start, everything is just you start digging down. and then you find an like a like a, a vanilla envelope with an IRS document says Mr. and Mrs. Blank. Wow, You've you're like what? Me. So what we what we gathered was obviously they have obviously they have you know they deal with like you said all the time. So what we gathered was they were watching the video and timing it to when it fell. So they were guessing where, where they thought each, the room were. Each apartment or condo right. would have been wow. right so and i'm and i'm uh, we think or what we heard as well there was some sort of like israeli diplomat? yeah uh, diplomat or something that lived in this building i, I mean, mean they were they were there to help everyone not just no shit, right. of course, right. of course of but course. then but they're they're the ones that really pinpointed where they thought the firefighter's daughter and his ex-wife were so if you guys if you always look yours we're working everywhere i mean you're you're on this side of the pile that's i mean there's teams everywhere but there was always a team kind of focused in one general area and that's where we believed where um the young girl and her and her mother were the mother yeah and that's where they were yeah wow. so they they also had this other thing um <laughs> where it was the weirdest thing it was literally like this they would hold up this um look kind of like a scanner like a scan gun they would hold it up and it would spin and it was shooting off like these laser beams into the building and it sounds like super futuristic 3d crap wow. but they're literally doing this and they're taking 3d models and they're seeing where there, if there's any void spaces behind so it's basically taking an x-ray of the building it That's was the crazy. craziest thing wow. and i'm literally watching this like you would when you're you're sitting in rehab waiting to go back up on the pile we would sit in one area where we call it the decon area where you'd come off and they would clean your boots and you know kind of hose you down a little bit if especially if you had if you were, were came in contact with human remains you had to get right. decon and we would stand there and you, they had a little tv and they would build they were building these 3d models with this little 3d gun it was absolutely amazing that's so, wild yeah these uh, the israelis are they're definitely people we want on our team so, oh, they're very smart people, and unfortunately, they deal have, with it constantly. We don't have something you know? like that. Oh, I'm sure we do. I'm sure we do. Not, not, not. I don't think any of our USAR teams do. But I mean, we got drones. That's probably the most technically advanced stuff we got. Right. I, I would, I would imagine. We had drones that they, 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 they can leave hardwired, and they would just fly the entire time and watch the the pile, and they were looking at the the building to see if it shifted and checking. Do you know? We call them um, accountability reports basically so they're just making sure that everybody's right make sure you're doing something you yeah. don't realize how much goes into something like this how much preparation how many how much coordination yeah right? i mean almost everybody has to be you have to be on the same page yeah well it's such i mean it's i shouldn't say it's a shame but it's it, it in an incident like this it's bigger than all of us right and it's such it's such a politically fueled thing now and i don't mean right wing left wing what i mean is like you know some people have they they got to do certain things a certain way and you know what i mean so when people are saying well why aren't they working and doing like I, like i mentioned earlier it's not us it's it's everything else that's in play and you know there's a lot of moving parts in did these um, instances did we ever hear any tapping any kind of hitting anything like that at the beginning no so that's that's the other thing we had a map and um, dogs uh we forgot to mention the search and rescue oh yeah dogs we had dogs too. yeah so the um but to buster's uh question no i never heard tapping or or screaming or anything like that the only screaming i heard was from a family member 
Right. And we, right. of course, you know. freaked out because oh. we thought it was somebody that got hurt. Got hurt. Oh. And I mean, it was still, you know, it's like one of those piercing right. sounds. Right. right. Yeah, but, um, well, yeah, we, uh, no, I never heard any tapping or, or anything like that. What I, what I was wondering was, I was like, we never heard a cell phone ever. Hmm. Like, you would think, you know, right, somebody no, you think people Michael would be calling, life. you know, they would be calling yeah. and well, you to would check s- on them. Well, check. you would see, you know, we're finding intact liquor bottles. You would think that there was going to be some one cell phone. phone thing, one phone. You know, which is, it was so bizarre to me. I, I never heard a cell phone. And I made that comment on multiple. I mean, I mean, have you guys ever heard any cell phones? Like, really? No. That's but wild. They, they did I wouldn't have even think map. of that. They did have a map where they were pulling off gps coordinates from people's cell phones and they were pinging it so they would would draw you little yellow marks and say okay this this that so there was one uh one day we were on the pile and they and they said hey we have this map because we're there was basically three access points on the pile there was one access point from the parking garage where we'd walk down and then walk back up there's another area where you would see where there was we called the spoil pile which is where they were taking all this stuff off the pile making another pile right the stuff that we already searched or cut off mm-hmm. or whatever. Uh, when I mean cut off, I mean like the concrete we had cut from cut away from the building. So the Bravo side of the building, that was the north side of the building. And um, so that was our third access point. That was by the homicide tent. So you would walk by that every day if you saw that. That's cool. cheerful. That's <laughs> cheerful. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, yeah. No, but, uh, oh, the cell phone thing. The cell, the phone, cell yeah. phones, that's so right. They, they um, had a map of them. They had that's a map. Right. So, they, well, so one day they said, hey. And I guess they know whose cell phone it is, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. So they wouldn't tell us, obviously. But, um um, they so they ran the dogs in that general area and they got a hit and basically um, I'm not a dog trainer by any means so if any dog trainers who are part of you start listening to this I, I apologize but some of them would sit or some of them bark whatever their command is but whatever their thing is when a, the trainer goes hey there's some you know human HR there or something here we would basically focus on that general area and then that was the part of the building that on our day where that was the building that was on fire so there was obviously that yeah you can imagine that stuff going on so we're starting to search and we're cutting away areas and uh shout out to my squad by the way we were the first squad on that pile to pull off a large piece of concrete so which was like it's super hard to do one because you got to be you have to know how much concrete weighs you got to there's formulas to figure out obviously length what times width times height but what kind of concrete it is what what kind of rebar we're using stuff like that how to sling it off but it's got to right. be slung off right, right. so exactly. we, we were the first ones by the way so all right kind of shout out, out. Right. too yeah. yay team whatever number he is squad two I think squad we, two. We, we became squad two. I think we became squad seven by like the last day because we had so many teams there That's, but yeah well i mean and um and shout out respect. to all my fellow um uh, urban search and rescue right members. all like, of them, this every is, one of them this women is all, females this is all men. volunteer by the way like what we do to get on the team you don't you don't get a special pay to right. be on a team you don't get paid to take classes and do all this training so we do it right. most most of us who are on the team do it out of the love for the job and the compassion we have and we actually want to be a part of something and uh i've you know after seeing, obviously, I, I was a young, a young child or a young man when I guess whatever when nine eleven happened. But watching those guys do that, like that, to me was like for me, I was like, I want to do that one day. Hopefully, I never had to do that, right. and unfortunately, I had to do it once. But hopefully, I never have to do it again. And, and those guys, I mean, and not that, not to diminish anything that happened here, but like those guys, a lot of them got sick. You know, I mean, it was just brutal. That's, that's what we're that going through right brutal. now. Yeah, is now they, that's they just a shame. Yeah. So I mean knock on wood you know hopefully nothing ever happens but mm-hmm. um you know it's, it's so that's it's, happening now within within your within your squad we're, within uh, your so team? all of all of our um uh, our team basically we so we've already done um what we call a it's a called a crit, critical incident stress debriefing so it's basically a couple of days after the incident we all got together with um with a team here in the southwest Florida region and people that some people we know some people we don't know and they're basically like pure counselors and they sit down and we talk and you know they basically just let us sit there and get all of our emotions out right and, which is it, honestly it is a huge help um and um but now so we've done that we're still doing that but now we're dealing with um you know the potential of like the 911 sickness all that stuff like that so, from from all the the, the smoke the carcinogens yeah, and yeah stuff so we in had uh, i um a couple of days ago our team doctor sent us there it's an unpublished peer review right now but they they wrote a paper they did a study while they were there when the other teams came from from out of state the the federal teams they were wearing um uh wristbands like these wristbands that were measuring 
different carcinogens in the air and how wow. much they were in parts per billion. And they were, they were taking samples from different areas of the pile on top of the pile in the staging areas, a mile away, whatever. It's a brilliant, it's a brilliant idea. Don't you think I oh, mean, yeah. to find out what's going on? Well, when they, when they, like, cause it's, you know what I mean? It's one of those things like, you know, what, what, what you don't know won't, won't hurt you. Right. you know yeah. I mean? Bullshit. <laughs> well, when they recently release this article, you're like, Whoa. Right. So, I mean, they, they found, um, it hasn't been reviewed, it hasn't been released yet, but, um, you know, our, our team is going to be taking care of us. And, you know, a lot of guys already have gotten blood work and chest x-rays, stuff like that. So, um, I haven't got mine yet, but I'm supposed to get mine here pretty soon just to kind of, you know, make sure that we're, we're good in that aspect. Cause at the end of the day too, we, I, you know, I got 20 years left right. in the fire service. I so want to ask him a question here and that's a little bit better than carcinogens and shit you're breathing <laughs> in. I want to know about the food they fed you. Oh my gosh. See, and let's end on a happy note or not in whenever, but yeah, but I know he got fed well. Yeah. So I got to pee. So they, uh, the one thing that you know, obviously it was, it is what it is. I, I we we go prepared, right? We we bring MREs, which are those like those army meals right. that you see in movies. Right, right. We, we bring them with us just in case. But you know, you're in Miami, um, so and you know the businesses around the area. Like it's not like a hurricane where all your critical infrastructure restaurants are destroyed. They're destroyed, so, right? No power. They're shut yeah. down. So um, I have to give a shout out to Miami Dade Fire. Um, they're a benevolent team worked day and night 24 hours a day wow supplied uh, us with beverages waters coffee cuban coffee uh everything you can think of and food um and you know we were fortunate enough to be like one of the first teams there and we have a very strong relationship with that team so we were invited with you know with them and all their meals and they invited everybody i'm not saying that they excluded anybody but until when all eight teams showed up i mean mind you there's couple hundred men and women yeah, absolutely there's a lot of people they're like hey you guys gotta figure something <laughs> out you know so but the first few days i mean we we ate very well they treated us very well and honestly that it was such a huge help to us because i mean you know i like to eat <laughs> right you can you know i like to eat right. but when you're working like that i mean there's certain things you like you can't like you're not going to sit down and mow you know a, a fry you know fried sandwich right, or something like that right. but i mean they had, take a nap yeah exactly but they they had like you know we had wraps uh you know sometimes um some of the um, um the a, a lot of the for those of you who aren't familiar with miami there's a lot of local um uh, Hispanic restaurants. Restaurant. Oh, great uh, food. Yeah, great wonderful. Food. So we had people that were donating food, Cuban food. Great uh, food, great God. coffee. Yeah, great great coffee. Um, so what was God it, Mike? You said coffee. it was Miami Dade. Who who we give shouting out to? Miami Dade? Uh, Miami Dade Fire. Miami yeah. Dade Fire. Yeah. 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 They did an excellent job. And I'm not being, uh, you know, you know, partial, I guess, in a sense, because I'm from there. But they did an excellent job. They fed everybody. They opened us with, you know, welcomed us with open arms. Every single person that came to work there, it wasn't even... It wasn't even just, um, uh, you know, us. It was like FEMA people were coming in, news reporters were coming, cops, you right. know, everybody. So they did an excellent job. And then towards the last few days, we ended up getting our own food canteen in our in our area. Like I said, we stayed in a park a couple, right. couple blocks down. So That was a smart move, just, uh, taking over the park. Yeah. I mean, so, the homeless do it. Why not you guys? Well, they, you they, know what I mean? they, um, they told our, we have a... Like, the homeless have rights. They should be there first. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have a logistics team, right? So we have a guy who's in charge of basically saying, "Here's, Here what, we we're gonna, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to set up." So was we, it tent AC'd? I'm taking it. There's no way you could sleep and not AC. So you right? you know you know um you know my my our friend big yeah, tall guy yeah. he's a, he's a great brilliant mechanic. Um he yeah. we have window shakers and basically he put them in in all the tents and wow. we we were fortunate enough, which was kind of the nice thing about staying back the first day and building the tents was. You get to pick the tent, mm, right? right? So I picked the smallest tent, the smallest tent. <laughs> that only fits ten guys. Right, right. The other tents, we call them the nineteen by thirty fives. They're nineteen by thirty five feet long. Wow. You can fit twenty, thirty guys in them. Yeah, with one window shaker. One window shaker. So yeah, it's hot. I was like, oh, I mean, sorry to be selfish, but I'm picking, <laughs> hell no. I'm, I'm trying to sleep. I mean, if you're going to give me the opportunity, yeah, I'm trying to sleep. I'm taking like it. the first night. Now but, are the um. It's about to get on in here. Are the um. Do the uh, girls stay there with you? Women stay in the same tents? Are we getting they get their own tent? Um, no, I, I that so we on our team we do have women on our team. Um, we we had one woman with with us. However, she lives in Miami, right? Or in the general area, she's a, one of our, our she's our dog handler. 
so she has a dog um so, so she she, she went back Miami. she went back and forth right. yeah, yeah yeah so but uh other task force I, i'm assuming i they just do. say i just wouldn't even care that's my point by then you're either exhausted you're sleeping it's not like you're getting um, all horned up i mean you're no. a pervert you're thinking about doing it yeah no i'm going? not thinking about it. i'm the one that's saying not to do it you're the one that's thinking <laughs> i'm saying that it doesn't matter yeah although no. if i did see in her panties <laughs> yes. i may take a peek yeah, right you look mighty good in those. What are those pants? Those you. What let's, are those? Let's USBs? be honest. I mean, I love firemen, but the fire women. No, they don't do anything for you. I don't think we got a calendar, do we? No, I, I got calendar. To ask you, the what, men. What, what month are you? <laughs> I'm the shortest month. Yeah, of the short month. shortest month. February. February. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. February. Yeah, they um. <laughs> Hey, what's up, guys? Mr. February. Well, you did a hell yeah, of a no. job, Sean. We love you. I mean, that's you. a good, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it's a good um, rep. The fireman, everybody, you know, talks about how hot and sexy and stuff. I mean, I got to say, buddy. Until you actually see a real fireman. Until fire. you actually see a real fireman. Yeah, no, it's it's nothing spectacular. <laughs> no, you know, you're hot as fuck. I yeah, love you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, no, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, um, it was definitely the call of a lifetime, and, um, you know, that um, was my next question. This is you've never had anything like this ever. Well, like like I mentioned earlier, like the the one implosion I had. Um, so, but it was staged. Yeah, it was it was yeah. I mean, it was still a live pile, but there wasn't victims. Right. So how long so, did the total? How long did the total thing take? You left after eight days. We how much longer eight. did it? I want to say on? it lasted like twenty one days. Right? They demoed the building July fourth. That was the, we left July third. Okay, so fourth yeah. of July they yeah. took down that that and remaining. We were because we're like dude we can get so much work done right but then again they're like well if it falls this way you can potentially ruin any possible you know right. so like i said it well was that's just, really when they started finding a lot of them yeah i mean when they stopped the the rescue part of it yeah. and went to the recovery yeah is that the right words yeah yeah so just like reality yeah right like, you know you, right he's sleeping, sleeping right but I guess, you know, if you, man, I mean, man. If, you, if you think about it, would I give you credit? Would you, you rather, gotta, I mean, I'd rather be sleeping than having a huge birthday party, you know, at one o'clock in the well, afternoon. No, uh, we, like you know I said, what I mean? I mean there's never a good time for a building to crash on yeah. you, but I guess if you're going to sleep, if you want to, you're going to die. No matter when I want to go in my sleep. Well, what you I don't want to be this, like tragic. Yeah. Which is this is what you would do, yeah. pretty much. You know. Yeah. I mean, I'm assuming most of them. Yeah, but no, but people were like, you know, people were asking like, "Oh, are you finding you know body parts everywhere?" Like, no, we we weren't. Honestly, we were. the The hardest part, like I said, obviously was the smell for right. us, um, and finding the personal right. effects. The effects, the, yeah, the that pictures, would be tough. The, the 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 you know everything, IRS documents. Uh, kids yeah, kids uh clothing kids like we like we um see that would get the kids thing i mean like I a mean, teddy anybody, bear but, but teddy the, bear or something yeah, like that kid, would just i don't want that to sit me, down and that would just me. destroy me and uh me too and uh i have to say this one thing a uh, shout out to one of my battalion chiefs but when i was when i was young when i was a young buck when i just started in the fire service like most young people we always want to one we think we're superheroes like nothing can ever happen to us Secondly, we always we always want to see the gore. We always want to see the 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 the, the you know the, the right, dead the car people, wreck, the, the car, car wrecks, wreck, everything like that. One of my first calls in my department was a uh, we had a call on on the interstate, and it was a very gruesome wreck. Two individuals in the vehicle both um, succumbed to their injuries prior to us getting there, um, and very you know graphic. And I remember you know I'm 20 years old, and I'm like. I want to, you know, I'm like, yeah. So you're like, you go to the car and you're looking and you're like, holy, like it looks fake. And I told my lieutenant, I'm like, hey, Lou, you got to come see this. And he's like, nope, I'm good, nope. good, good. He's a battalion chief now, but he told me, and I'll never forget this. This was nine years ago. He goes, uh, you're, you only get one brain, right? You got one brain, that's it. Your heart, you can replace, you know, with, with you know, science. Brain, you ain't replacing. So he requites your brain as a cup, your 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 psychological well-being as a cup, and every time you see one of those things, you add something to your cup. You add something to your cup. It, you know, it may be you only you may only need three things to fill up your cup, or one thing to fill up your cup, but that's always going to be in the back of your mind, and it's the truest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. So the one thing I told myself going into this, and I told my Brilliant. wife, that's a great way of looking at stuff, man. I'm right. sure you can still Think see it. it. Well, when I told when I told when I told my wife I was going, and I'm like, you know, I'm gonna do whatever it takes in my power, even if, and I'm a small guy, um, so I'm. They call me the, you know, the, 
the I, it's I probably it's a, like they they call me the the hole rat. So basically, like they want me to go in the holes. Yeah, you got to right. find the you know right. Vietnam. Whatever. You're going right. down the rat. Exactly. Right. So they're like, hey, you get know. down there. So I knew like on my squad, I'm the smallest guy. They're they're I'm going in if yeah. I gotta go in. So and I'm like, if if I don't have to see it. I will. I will. I do everything in my power not to see it. So every time we, I'd walk. We walk by homicide, and you would see the everybody around and do yeah, pictures around. Nope. You know, blinded, like blinded blindside. Blinders, Just keep yep. keep going and and do my thing. But yeah, the the personal the the personal stuff was hard for sure. That's tough. And I can't imagine for the you know the men and women that were there that have kids and seeing going through that. It, it must have been um, must have been really heartbreaking. So wow. Well, well you dude, guys did a hell of a job. Absolutely, thank you. we're proud of all um, of you. Yeah, thank you. Much respect. Yeah, you know? yeah I, ho I hope we never see anything like that again. They have caught a couple of more buildings down there that were pretty much in a similar situation as far as structurally sound. Yeah, that's what we, that's what we heard. They started, yeah. right. I mean, they really went, they, you know, they started going all over the place. I they think have they even to. knew this one. This one was called oh, on many times. I believe I think there the were thing, lots of reports yeah. of cracks. They just the didn't want to people, pay for The it. residents were saying, hey, there's cracks in the walls. I mean, things are moving. Yeah. But you they know? said it was like $12 million to fix, and they didn't want to fix. You know, you got to... Mm -hmm. I don't know. That that's a whole easy another, to say uh, now. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's going right. to be a whole another. Yeah, debacle. I mean, that's a whole another podcast. It's a, it's a it's a shame, you know that that happened. And, uh, uh, you guys did it again. Yeah, out and thank to, you to thank every you one for, of them, every team, and shout out to DeSantis. Yep. All right. Thank you for coming in and sharing your story. <laughs> yeah. Thank, thank you for coming in and sharing your story. Thank you for sharing your story. <laughs> I keep over talking. Thank you for having me. All right, that's it. Thank you, Sean. Episode 7 next. Uh, yeah, until next time, <laughs> don't forget, 7. Tune in next time for another episode of the Oddfathers podcast. Stay odd, baby.